Everybody, welcome to the show. You know where you are, the nine at nine with me, Tigo. And as always, we have great experts. But I've got the expert that calls me to the mat every time. And this time, we're going to talk about privacy. You know, is it okay to spy on your kids? Hmm. Interesting. Half of me says, heck yeah, I want to know what they're doing. Half of me says, Catherine's going to correct me. All right, sit right there. We'll be right back. Expert Talk is sponsored by Pod Nation TV, the podcast to broadcast network. Welcome back. Yeah, in this area when it's, you know, you have find my phone, you can put tracking on your cars. It's like there's cameras in your home for security, but you can turn them on anytime when you're out and about to check on, you know, what's going on in the house. You just want to make sure it's not a flood or something. When really in the back of your mind, you want to know what the heck your kids are doing. Catherine is here to talk about is that okay? Hey, Catherine, what's happening? Hey, Tico, great to be here again. Thank you so much. Great to have you here. And that's the question. With modern day technology, it's easier to track a family member, especially your kids, than it is to just ask them and trust them. So mm-hmm. where do you stand? Is this something we should be doing? Or are there questions we should be asking first? Yeah, so I think the first place we get to start is why do you have the urge (laughs) to invade your child's privacy, right? So it usually comes because parents are worried that their kids aren't disclosing information in the way that they feel is necessary. So, you know, maybe you have a teen who's quiet or detached more so than usual, um, or they've started hanging out with a new group of friends that rub you the wrong way. So, you know, something like that is usually underneath because I believe that, you know, I'm going to say it, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So, you know, you may be doing something that is actually a violation of your child's privacy, but there's a lot of good reasons, you know, that we have for doing that kind of stuff. Right. So we need to decide what's the critical information that we expect our children to, you know, disclose to us and why we need to know it and what they're allowed to keep to themselves. So that's the first place I want to go here is for us to just open up the conversation of, okay, so let's have conversations with our kids about what it is we need to know and what it is they get to keep private and confidential. And once those boundaries are set and the expectations have been formulated for what you guys believe together, you know, this is a together thing, not, well, I've decided this is what it is. No, it's collaborative. But once that's been, you know, developed, then we have to honor it. So, you know, what is routine self-disclosure and what is violating boundaries? So once we've determined what children get to keep private, then one of the biggest mistakes that we make and which research has shown to be really detrimental and to create a negative impact in terms of our relationship with our children 
are when we as parents overstep that boundary that's been put in place. And their response is then to often hide things or to lie because they don't believe that you will actually honor the agreements that have been made. No, I know there are parents out there because in the back of my head, I'm screaming. Um, I know there are parents out there that believe, you know, if you're under my roof, you, you do it my way and you don't have, you know, any kind of privacy. What is that? You know, you don't get privacy as a, as a minor child. You're my child. You do what I say, you know. So when do you know, like, do they always have the right? Like, does a three-year-old have a right to privacy? You know, when does that start? Yeah, what a great question. So, you know, I think that when you look at developmentally a child from, you know, little children, obviously up into their teen years and beyond, that the level of privacy does begin to change over time. But I mean, recently, what's become a popular conversation in my training course is a mom with a, um, I think she's 14, 15 year old. who mom likes to post pictures of them together on Instagram. Not cool, mom. (laughs) And, and yeah. And her daughter is like, you know, I don't want you posting pictures of me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And mom feels like, but you know, my Instagram is my life story. It's my family. It's my children. It's my profession. She happens to be a photographer. And so I look through my Instagram and it brings me so much joy. It's like a photo journal of my life. Mm -hmm. So if I cut out my kids, that's such a big part of my life. So she, mom has her perspective and the daughter has her perspective and both are real. So how do we develop a conversation so that everybody is able to say their preference without imposing their preference on the other person? So is there a way that mom and daughter could have a conversation about, well, what would you be okay with me sharing? And what would not feel like a violation to you? And is there a way that we can go about doing that so that you're happy with it? So that's one conversation. Ironically, again, it's about a parent sharing when a child doesn't want them to share. The same thing can happen once you've established this boundary around conversation, self-disclosure. And once a child does start to disclose to you, if they hear that you're now taking that information and sharing it with your friends over lunch, or even posting about it? Like, what do you do with that information to keep it private and safe and so that the child feels like you're a trustworthy source? Right. So, you know, you keep going back. And I think it's really interesting because what I hear you say, you know, is that, well, it's my roof and it's my rules and people should just do as they're told. And I know that there's there are family systems out there where that really is like the modality. Yeah. It, Definitely for generations, for generations, for absolute generations, you know, and, and, and I mean, right now, you know, our grown daughters, we have to clear photos before we put them on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they want to see it and no, no, you can't post that one yet. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one's okay. And then you just stop posting because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to get permission every time I want to post a family shot from a barbecue or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I can totally relate to that. But on the other side, as I'm listening to you these last couple of months, I'm listening to you and I'm going, okay, a lot of this comes, like you said, generation, one it after is. the other, just listening. But then I'm thinking, yeah, it's okay to, to spy on your kid, to check on your kid, to do whatever, because I know what kind of kid I was. 
And mm. I, you know, I was the perfect kid that my kid, what my parents wanted me to be with my parents, yes. you know, but it's like what I was really doing, you know, when I left the house to go to the party or whatever, you know, I, it would be crazy for them to know what I really did. So when I think about my grandson, I think, you know, what is he really doing? Yep. That's what he told me. That's what we heard. But where is he really? And is yeah. it okay to check him? Or do I have to just let this burning ulcer just keep going and say, no, I'm just going to wait for him to come back because he's doing what he said he was going to do. So again, you know, we're talking about resentment flows and we're talking about the three R's, retaliation, rebellion, and resistance. And so the reason that they come up almost every time you and I get to hang out together is because they account for 75% of our problems with our kids. Ah. So three out of four issues are actually going to be one of the three R's. And that's what I keep hearing is that I've learned, you know, in my family, if I'm not perfectly behaved, then I'm going to have this result. Uh, you know, right. we call it the use of consequences. So right. the use of consequences is actually what activates the three R's. So what we want is our children to be self-disclosing and telling us about what's going on in their lives. But yet if they're not perfect and they self-disclose, they get in trouble. Mm -hmm. So that's where you just start to edit and not disclose because it's too dangerous to tell the truth. If I tell you the truth, then you're going to do something to me. You're going to take away a privilege or you're going to do you know, something in order to get me to change my behavior. The paradigm we're working under, this conversation is the old paradigm. It has to do with what I do to you is how I get you to change your behavior. So that's a controlling form of discipline. It's called behavioralism. And people believe that it's about what happens to someone. And that's how you change behavior. Now, I live on another planet. I live in the planet where we connect and open up to each other and we create the atmosphere where everybody can be self-disclosing without the risk of something happening to you. If you take away that risk and there's self-disclosure, then there's connection and influence. And your children, I know from experience, my own children would say to me, just say no when I call you later. So <laughs> it would be like, I didn't even know what they were calling about, but they'd call up and they'd be like, you know, hey, mom, can I go to the party? It's, you know, in Stanley. And I'd be like, no. Oh my God, I can't believe it. My mom is such a downer. She always says no to me. So right. they set it up so that they could blame it on me, but they actually didn't feel safe there, but they didn't uh... want to risk social currency because it was too important to be part of the group. So they uh... could find ways to get out of doing things that they didn't want to do and still feel like they were part of the group. So it's wow. complicated, but everything gets back to relationship. And children are people too. So really wow. children will want to cooperate with us and they will want to please us and not because of what we're going to do to them if they don't. So, I mean, one day you and I get to go in a deep dive conversation about the use of power and control versus the use of connection and influence. Power and control repeat the harvest of the three R's, connection and influence don't. Ultimately, we want self-started behavioral change. We want kids doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And they choose it because it's their value, not because they're in re reaction to you and your power and control and a whole nother topic, the negative view of children. 
Okay, I hear you. I absolutely hear you. And you know, funny how almost all of our you know our our moments together end up be a session for me. We're gonna talk about that, by the way. But before we get out of this, you know, the seat and Alan cuts us off, I've got to answer the question because we haven't answered it. Tell me, is it okay to spy on your kids? It's not okay to spy on your kids. I knew she was going to say that. It's not okay to spy on your kids. So what we can do is we can have conversations about, hey, I'm uncomfortable when you're in these situations, not because I'm worried about you, but because I'm worried about other people. Would you be okay with me seeing where you're going? You basically need to have the conversation with your kids about the need that's arising, like the desire, the urge, so that you can have conversations about how to sort that out. I had that conversation with my daughter. (coughs) So when she was, you know, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, she grew up in Hong Kong. Everybody would go out. And, you know, it was way too young for me for her to be off without me having a good sense of like safety, security, where are you going to go? What are you going to be doing? And, and she finally said to me, you know, mom, what is it going to take for you to feel okay about me going out? And I was like, okay, I I need to know where you're going and I need to know who you're with. And if you leave and go somewhere else, I need you to send me a text so that I could find you if anything went wrong. So that way she could understand that my concern isn't that I'm worried about her being a bad girl. I'm just like clued in about the fact that, you know, this is a big city. Hong Kong is a big city. And I want to be sure that, you know, you and your friends are okay. Not because again, I don't believe in you or trust you. I do. And I did, but I don't trust the world around you. I totally get that. I totally get that. And we could talk all day. And I know Alan's going to cut us off because I asked him for a couple of extra minutes. But I, you know, this is amazing. I I got to invite you to come back and do more sessions. I mean, more interviews with me. <laughs> I know it ends up being a session for me. I get it. I'm always oh, I'm learning. I'm, learning. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Yes. Let's let's tell them how to get in touch with you. What's the best way to reach out if they're ready or even if they're not and they need a community, they need to get connected and they need to, you know, have their own session because they can't just always be on mine. I mean, come on. Oh, that's so great. (laughs) So join, um, join our, we have a private Facebook group. So um, I'll give you that link so everybody can join the private Facebook group and then go to ConsciousParentingRevolution.com. And if you want to get into my schedule, you know, people can get into my schedule for just a discovery session to see if there's a way that they could shift the approach to conflict that could actually transform the relationship that they have with their kids. I thank you so much for hanging out. I mean, you so bring great. such I love light. it. I love it. I love you it. Know, it's always with you, Tigo. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to ask you to come back later. I hope you will come back again. I will because always come back these, for you. These sessions... Are yeah. really helping me communicate better with my kids and my grandkids. Yes. So I totally appreciate you. Love that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. If you missed the web address, you know what to do. Go to TigoDirect.com. Look up Catherine. Look up pa- parenting. You know, probably look up Tigo Sessions because that's pretty much what these turn out to be, as always. And you know who I am. I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time.